Hi everyone, Roberto Silva here. Again, me and the other side of the world, Team Chase. I'm in Brazil, he's in the UK. Doing the Roberto Silva podcast show. Welcome back, Team. Thank you, mate. What are we talking about today, my friend? Well, today we are going to talk about the rule of the captain. Okay. The importance of having a captain in a team, what uh, his duties uh, in the dressing room, and uh, the communication, the leadership, and uh, all that involve the rule of the captain. Mm-hmm. Some some people when they you know, they don't really understand, you know, what's going inside the football club. You know, and um, this is a very important rule in a football club. That's why we are going to talk about today. Okay, cool. So I think we're going to do three parts, aren't we? Yeah. So we're going to do three episodes because well, you and I talk too much as it is. So to ask people to listen to a three-hour podcast would be a bit, bit of a tall ask for everybody. So I think we're going to break it into three. So I think, is this right? Are we going to do the first one is going to be the captains that you've played under? Yeah. And then the second episode would be captains when you were a captain of Brazil. And then the third was when you were captain of Arsenal. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Okay, go on then. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> so who was, who, who, I guess, so the role of the captain, what is the role of the captain? Tell us, obviously we know what we think because most people have played grassroots and low-level football, but when you get to a higher elite level, what is the role of the captain? For me, um, the captain in the team you know, is the, the manager's voice on the beach. And, um, you know, it has to be chosen by um, kind of leadership this, this person uh, have in the dressing room. You know, the, guy, the kind of person that, you know, is a role model for everyone where that the other players respect them. And... Um, the way they talk to people, they always up to help everyone else in the dressing room, in the club, and uh, also there's there are you know uh, kind of responsibility very important. It's not only about uh, be there to solve the problems, but avoid the problems to happen in the dressing room, you know, surround um, the team, and. Um, I think uh, this is what I, what I think. We can have like uh, a lot of different opinions, you know, Tim, about mm-hmm. it. Uh, but I think this person has to be a role model for, for everyone because uh, all the players look up to this person. How can I learn from my captain? What I can expect from this person to help me out when I'm in trouble? Because when I, I have experienced some many times, you know, um, when you are on the pitch, losing a game, and sometimes the, the strategies does not work on the field, and uh, many occasions some uh, some players look up to the captain, don't say anything, but from the eyes you can understand what we are going to do now, you know, yeah. and ask the captain what we're going to do now, and uh, this guy, you know, in this moment is about. Uh, bring everyone back to uh, to the game and don't let anyone lose the, the folks in the game. But uh, I think the, the way, you know, he talks to everyone in the daily basis is very important to, to captivate uh, the respect of, of all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you mentioned um, sorting out any problems and sometimes sort of seeing problems before they come and fix them before they even become a problem. Can you give us some examples of the sort of problems that potentially would happen and, that, and some examples of when you fixed problems? For example, in some clubs I've worked, you know, um, the kind of, the, the captain was seen more just about the guy, you know, to wear the armband and uh, on, on the games and sometimes talk about bonuses. Uh, for kind of competition, this is a good part, you know, for the others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, is a kind of responsibility for this person because you talk on behalf of uh, the whole group. And uh, some decis- decisions you make 
don't really make everyone happy mm -hmm. on some occasions. But it's about uh, to have a common sense about what is uh, what's good and right uh, for all for everyone, not only for the players but for the clubs. Because at the end of the day, for example, if you have to discuss bonuses for kind of competitions. You have to have a common sense, you know. You cannot get everything. You need to give something back. So you would go, captain. You would go and negotiate with the manager what the bonus is. Really, I'm the sports director, but also when there is a problem, for example, about discipline, the the managers call you to help you to help him out and solve the problems. Because I I think this is also part of uh, the captain's rule in the team, you know, the part of his job as a captain mm -hmm. uh, is important because uh, as he's in the dressing room all the time, sometimes a lot easier to talk to, to the players than the manager. Because I guess, I guess you, you, the captain would see things and hear things that the manager wouldn't necessarily hear or see. Exactly, because he's in the dressing room all the time, talk to the players and, um, you know, it's, it's to be there like uh, the, the the manager's voice, you know, is important. Mm -hmm. But it's important, I think, that the respect of uh, from the others when they they see you, they respect your rule. This is what makes make your rule, your position, uh, very special. Mm -hmm. Because um, some occasions, you know, if uh, you don't have a good communication with the guys, you know, they don't really respect you. It doesn't matter if you are the captain or not. Yeah. So going back to the bonuses bit, tell us, tell, give us an example of the bonus negotiations. So what would that be? Like winning bonuses or and do you have different bonuses for different competitions? So FA Cup, Champions League, Premier League? I, I think at Arsenal, the things were more defined about it. You know, we didn't have to talk much about it because uh, they have uh, like um, the way they work this is what we going to offer blah 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 some you know it is what they, it is. some players they don't really have the bonus because they have already some agreement before their contracts you know it's mm -hmm. um, I have this experience more in Brazil honestly because uh, this is also part of the culture you love negotiation, don't you, Brazilians? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they start, uh, for example, like Copa Libertadores, and then before the competition starts, we have to negotiate the bonuses for the competition, you know, for the first stage, the qualification, then the knockout stage, and until we get to the final. And then if you if you go to the final, you neg negotiate a separate bonus, something like that. But sometimes it's not the best way because... Um, for some people, they may lose the, the focus uh, about uh, win, win the, the competition. I, I never liked, honestly, because sometimes you are, let's say, you, you are going to play the final in the week or 10 days before you have to talk about it. Mm. Because uh, this can cause a little bit of uh, frustration for some. You need to get out of the way, don't you? Like, you have to be focusing on winning, winning the game. This is mm -hmm. the Okay, so when the managers, does it the manager that selects the captain, nobody else? Yes, the manager. Okay, do you, sorry, do you think that, so let's say when Arsene Wenger was choosing the captain, how do you, what do you think his decision-making process was of who he selected the captain? Was it someone that, was a reflection of his personality, so someone who's quite intelligent, quite reserved, quite thoughtful. Um, or do you think it was someone the opposite, so someone who's loud, so he can be like good cop, bad cop, so Wenger can be thoughtful, intelligent, and Tony Adams can be shouty, uh, or Vieira can be shouty or anything. So uh, the, uh, the, what, I guess I'll try and get a question out of that. <laughs> Were the captain normally similar to the managers? personality or they've just like very very different personalities it's, it's not the same but I, I think um, it was, but when I arrived arriving at Arsenal you know for what I've, I've heard and noticed 
was about the, the length of time they were in the club. But also, that's about the personality. I think the personality does not mean that it has to be similar to the manager, because what uh, has to be observed is um, uh, what's the impact this person can have in the, the team. You know, it's about, because um, it, before he become captain, I, I, the manager observed him in the training session, in the games, how he reacted you know, in some, in the, in some occasions, when the, the situations come, when you have attention in the dressing room, on the field, the reaction of this person. I think the personality on a daily basis uh, tells to the manager, oh, this might be a good captain. Sometimes they can make mistakes, you know, and uh, if they, they need to choose the captain, they have to, to, be, uh, to make the decision. But... Um, I think is according to to the personality. Mm-hmm. It's be like the best scenario. And does it reflect where the player? Because I guess um, being a captain of an invincible is easier than being a captain of, of a, a, a club that's doing very well. So pushing for the title, trophies, things like this, is going to be a very different person to someone who's fighting relegation. I think. Well, I'm not so sure, team. It can be hard. It can be hard because you have like uh, strong personalities. But obviously, when things are going well in the team, it's much easier to, let's say, to have to keep everyone happy. Yeah. Because um, the team is doing well. You know, in many cases, Austin rotate the players from game to game and keep kept everyone happy. And um, but he had like the best eleven, played most of the games, and uh, everyone delivered on the fields, get the results. And these uh, these moments, you know, when everything is going very well, it's a lot easier for the manager to control things. It's a lot easier for the captain because there's there are not many problems. Mm. But you have to keep like um, you know the eyes open just to avoid some ego uh, go higher and you know, some somebody else think that they are more important than the rest of the group. Yeah, I suppose you're probably right. It's a silly question, but it's probably different kind of problems are there, but the problems are different. So if you're winning everything, maybe someone and someone's scored 30 goals, they think their bonus should be more than someone who's not doing that, or more than a goalkeeper. So if you've got a great defence and the goalkeeper doesn't have to do much and the striker's scoring 30 goals, you might come into play where they're going, well, I should be earning more than him because he hasn't even saved the, had to save a goal yet. Do you know what I mean? There's different kind of problems, I guess. Yeah, it always depends you know, on the, the kind of person you have in the squad. You know? But, for example, uh, coming back to the role of the captain, you have some... some other captains in the team, you know, because they got, they have like uh, a kind of leadership uh, in the group without being the captain, the, pro- the, 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 the main captain. You understand what I mean? Yes, yeah, so they're not they're not officially a captain, but they are behave like a captain. Yeah, we have that at Arsenal. Patrick that- Pierre was the, the captain, but uh, alongside him, he got some other guys, you know. Uh, that uh, have this kind of leadership towards the group and helps him a lot to help the manager. I think this is what makes uh, the group very strong because uh, it's not about one person, about you know the captain only or about the manager, but about the group, the, the mindset of everyone. And um, but the personality you know, of some others, some 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 players, you know, we can see. Um, you know, it's very, very clear, you know, the impacts they have in the, in the players without being a captain, mm. you know. It's natural leaders. Yeah, natural leaders. Do you think now, that's... This is very important in the group as well, because uh, you have uh, these kind of uh, people in the dressing room, you know, we have the captain, but some other leaders have helped everyone to, to be on the same page. I guess, so do you think that maybe because the Invincibles did so well is because almost everyone there you can talk of in the team is a leader? 
Yeah, I mean, every you could go through the team and, and go. They could be captain. They could be captain. They could be captain. Obviously, you had likes of Ashley Cole, who was much younger then, but and maybe he wasn't a natural captain, like leading by example and things. But he could be. He was very vocal, and he could certainly lead by example. And I guess if you compare that to the Liverpool team, if you look at the Liverpool team at the moment, you can imagine every one of those players being quite vocal, couldn't you? Yeah. When you when you have a group like this as you, you said, and you were right, anyone can be the captain of the team because uh, for the way they behave, the way they play, the way they, they act, you know, they, they, during the day, you know, the daily base, um, the people respect them. You know, they, doesn't matter if they are vocal or not in the dressing room, but because of the personality itself, everyone will respect this, this captain. And this will make you know, um, the difference in the, in the dressing room, make the difference in, a, let's say, the, in the top teams when you have this type of personality in the dressing room. Because at the end of the day, everyone wants to win the games. Uh-huh. Sure. Want to win the, the trophies. And, um, uh, for example, you should see Liverpool now and the invincible team. Most of them will play for, you know, uh, the national teams. And then there is, without you, you have to say anything else, uh, a mutual respect. And when you have that, you know, everything becomes a lot easier for everyone because everyone respects uh, each other, respect the game. You know, you demand from, from the, your teammates, you know, we, we, this is what the winning mentality is all about. For me. Mm. So it's but, professional. Yeah, yeah. So, professional. so professionalism mm. as well. So you have the players like, that. You, you can go through a look at the Invincibles and you go, everyone is there as, as a leader. You Like we said, everyone could be a captain. The professionalism and the competitiveness of each player, they were, they were, it was a team full of winners. And you kind of look back at it and go, it's not surprising why they went invincible. It's not surprising. From the back, from the goalkeeper to the striker, it's full of leaders and winners. You know, Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, international legends as well as domestic legends. Jens Lehmann at goal, who's bonkers. <laughs> um, you could kind of select them through. And the, the other thing that they have in common, you can tell me better than me, but you tell me better than I can tell you, the professionalism. You know, you can see them actually kind of taking the game really seriously. You rarely saw any of you guys messing around during the game or in warm-ups or anything like that. So I guess that's another factor in deciding a camp and someone perfect how professional they are. Yeah, this is important because um, when you have that, you know, um, in the team, especially for the main leaders of the team, you know, start from the captain, as um, you know, to lead by example, and the other senior players, and then you have the younger players that follows you. Because if they don't follow you, you know, we always uh, ask them a question. This is normal, but because, but because the younger players could look up to, to the senior players, in our case at Arsenal, everything was this. They understand that they have to train hard, they have to work hard to, because when they, they have a chance to play, if they were not trained properly, probably they would not get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you see Billy Gilmore the weekend for Chelsea? Yeah. He's a young 18-year-old player. He looks amazing. Even, even Roy Keane said he looked amazing. And if Roy Keane mm-hmm. says you look amazing, that's the nicest thing he's ever said to anyone. It was amazing. You know, seeing a younger player but, uh, full of uh, personality, energy on the field. This is what everyone expected on the for the younger players when they have to play a game. This is what is the beauty of the game for me. Mm. Because um, despite the fact they are young, play on a very important uh, uh, game of this level, mm. especially the Premier League, they don't care, they just enjoy the game and play. Mm. But they do it because during the week they, they do it properly. Mm. And, uh, then you know exactly what to do when you have to play the game. Okay, you can make it this part of the game, uh-huh. maybe very well, but you know exactly what is your rule on the field. 
Mm-hmm. But for him to play central defence, centre midfielder, or defensive midfielder, Billy Gilmore, 18-year-old kid, first game, Premier League game, he looked like he'd been playing there all day. And I saw an interview with Lampard after the game, and he said, I have no doubt that he would excel at this level. He was just waiting for the right opportunity for him. Uh, and he said, that this kid's going to be amazing. And I said, Roy Keane said he's going to look incredible. Roy Keane said he actually sort of sat, jumped up and went, who is this kid? I've not heard of him before. And yeah, Lampard, so he's... It's, um, yeah, so it's going to show even the younger people, younger generation, the younger players need to have that professionalism and it's noted by everybody. Uh, I think in, in this case, you know, it's, it's very important have like um, from the manager uh, the, the, to, to understand when is the right moment. Because um, you can give the opportunity for younger players, maybe if the moment is not the best one. Now, can cause a little bit of damage to the player. They may not yeah. play the, the team's performance does not have, really help. And uh, can cause, you know, a little bit of a problem for, for the player because then they'll feel intimidated because when they, you know, they, they try to control the ball, things does not work out in the field. You become a little bit, um, you know, afraid of getting the ball. But I now look at him, he was very comfortable. This is a, a really, when I see younger players you know, doing well and show the, the personality, for me, it's, it's uh, 100% because of uh, the, the daily behavior they, they've got, you know, the, the right mentality in the, the training sessions and um, give them the, the right confidence to, to play any game they they go out and um, have to play. Yeah, so did you like the look of Billy Gilmore? Sorry, say again? Did you like the look of Billy Gilmore? I, he was, was great, man. It was great to see him. I really enjoy. I will follow him again. You know, I'll keep following him. And uh, because when you, you see, you know, despite the fact that he's young, but you can see that he's a, he's a good player. And this is what we like to see in football. Uh-huh. You know, it's what is the beauty of the game. You know, they don't care about their age. They don't care about who they play against. They just care about enjoy the game. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, he just absolutely dominated as well. It was really impressive. Really nice to see a young kid as well. Uh, shame he's Scottish, but <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So I was going to say the other. Go back to the captain's role. Do do you think the what position do you think? A captain should come from. So, what's the best? I'll start, start that again. <laughs> Where do you think the play, the captain should play? Should it be goalkeeper, defend, uh, centre defender, midfielder? Which do you think leads the best captain? I, I like more uh, the central defender or central midfield. Of course, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, I'll ask I'll ask Jens Lehmann. He'll say that I should be a goalkeeper. I think the guys at the back, you know, they, they got like uh, the full vision of the game. The centre backs, for example, I, I don't really like much the goalkeeper because um, sometimes the captain have to to speak to the referee, you know, yeah. right on it. Now it would be a little bit strange, you know, so the goalkeeper running from his goal. goal <laughs> you, yeah. you know? it's a, the game would take ages to play, then, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just every way for the goalkeeper to go back. But this does not mean that the goalkeeper cannot be a good captain, cannot be the captain of the team. Just my opinion. I I would prefer to have uh, one of uh, the centre backs or the central midfield mm-hmm. and for this reason, because they can see everything from their position. They can, I uh, say, have like a best vision. Because if you have the guys up front. You know, they have a, a different way of see the games. Mm. They're too selfish. Like they want to In the team, you, you need these guys sometimes to be selfish. Yeah, of course. And they have to, to be like uh, a team players, you know, when they have to make a build up. But mm. uh, as a striker, you know, if I was striking, playing together with you in the same team, if I had a chance to score, I would not pass you. <laughs> right, so. well, I wouldn't pass you anyway, anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, but you, you need to have that that um, cutthroat and that 
that kind of attitude, don't you? You need to be quite selfish to be a winner. But if you're a, sentiment, a selfish sentiment midfielder, it just wouldn't work, would it? But it is what, you know, I'm saying about being selfish. I think it's in a positive way, you know. You cannot be selfish on the field. Especially when you, you play in, in a football team. There is a moment you have to be selfish, you know, and, but there is a moment most of the time you have to be a, a team player because at the end of the day, what everyone wants is to win the game. That's mm-hmm. true. You know, come back to the point of uh, my preference, you know, on the field to have a captain. For sure, 100% in the, the central, central midfield and the center backs. I think for the position, but you have also to understand their personalities. If they got the personalities to be the captain of the team, mm-hmm. to be the leader of this, this team. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't have the personality, then, you know, may not work. Mm-hmm. Then you have, for the manager, they have to find out who got this, uh, this personality to be the captain and lead the other guys because everyone will look up to this person. Yeah, it's interesting. I was just thinking about the different positions at the end. So if you look at, like obviously, when you were playing uh, Manchester United with your biggest rivals, so you had Schmeichel and... Did you have Schmeichel and goal? I don't think you did. But at some point, there was Peter Schmeichel and goal was a big personality. But Roy Keane was still the captain. So the equally two capable captains, but Roy Keane was the captain because he was potentially because he was centre midfield. But then you look at other players like within that team, they had David Beckham. So David Beckham, an amazing player, was never a captain of Manchester United. But he was a captain of England. And I thought when he became captain of England, I was like, what are they doing? He's quiet, never talks on the pitch. It, he also demands respect because of what he's won and he's a great player. But has he got that extra thing to make, to make him a great captain? And I think England, England fans would say what a great captain he was. And he, he absolutely led by example. By the time he was captain, he dragged England through everything. I remember the goal, he scored at Old Trafford, I think it was, um, against Greece to get us into the championships. And it's still one of my best moments as an England fan. He scored a free kick in the last minute to get us through. It was generally a goosebump moment. And you'll go, how, how wrong was I? Goes to show why I don't work in football. I'm not a football manager. But you wouldn't think of David Beckham as being a decent captain. No, because, uh, uh, listen, the captain for me has to be a little by example. When you have this kind of figure uh, and um, be a, a vocal person, what, um, let's say, the, the main thing. Uh, I'll give an example when I was um, captain uh, for Brazil in the work in, in Copa America with Dunga. Dunga was our, our manager. But he was the captain of Brazil in 1994 when they were champions in Italy. He was very vocal on the field. I was not the same kind of person. Mm-hmm. The people, you know, some journalists asked me, you know, how I could compare myself and him. I said, there's no comparison. We are different persons. You know, he can be leader on his way. I can be leader on my way. Mm-hmm. And when they see me, if I act different from my personality, you know, they will not pay much attention. And it's not authentic and it's not you, you're an act. Authentic. You know, I had to be authentic. I had to be, you know, just do things I always have done. Because this uh, is where people pay attention uh, on your behavior. You don't need to change your personality. You know, because if you start, you know, to show up so much, everyone will pay notes and say, oh, this is not your birth. Bullshit, this. it's bullshit, yeah. He's trying to show too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, who were the top three captains that you played for, would you say? Uh, I have um, Cafu for me was uh, the main one. Uh, not bad, not he, bad one. Yeah. I had him, you know, for me it was great because um, uh, when uh, we went to the World Cup in 2002, I, I sat next to him. I did not say much, no, I was a bit shy to talk it's to Cafu sitting next to me. <laughs> it's a good job we didn't have iPhones, you've just been taking selfies all the time. It's me, Cafu. Yeah. Would you? <laughs> would be great to have selfies nowadays. <laughs> I all the time selfies. <laughs> but, um, you know, I had him, I had Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira was amazing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so nice. Apart from, you know, being a good leader, on the field is about a good person. 
mm-hmm. you know, good hearts, because these guys, you know, when you speak to them, you, know, you after a few minutes of conversation, you understand, oh, this is a good guy, this is a good person. Yeah. Before being a good captain. Mm-hmm. I think there was like a, a composition of things, you know? And, um, well, I guess when you're, you're a team, you are kind of a family. You spend more time with the team than you do with your own family. Yeah. So you've got to have the dynamics of that. And if, you, if they're a good person, you kind of believe what they say more and, and do more for them. Yeah, we have them. And then I have like, Lucio was a good captain as well, different, uh, you know, from Cafu and, uh, and Patrick, for playing more vocal. But, scary, scary looking bastard as well. Yeah, he could be scary. <laughs> but when you know him, you know, and so he's a good guy, you know. But don't play against him, mess up with him, he could be. <laughs> yeah, it could be bad for your legs. Could not be good. But, uh, you know, I suppose um, first thing for me is about the person. Inside, uh, you know, what's inside the person. You know, this captain. You know, he's a good person. Mm-hmm. Over everything. Okay, so those are your top three captains you played with. Yeah. Any others that you kind of stand out? Yeah, I think. Well, I, I had some good, good, good uh, players that was a captain, but I think these three stand out. Uh, you know, all the standards. Mm-hmm. So um, give us, can you tell us something about, talk us through Cafu and what sort of captain he was. When Cafu became captain of Brazil uh, in 2002, was because um, Emerson got injured. Emerson was the captain, and then Cafu became the captain of the team and uh, stayed, you know, for until he he retired from the national team. And uh, uh, since this uh, incident with Emerson. I I started to play as well, but um, Cafu was. Like, yeah, I think uh, you know his injury uh, promote Cafu, you know, uh, as a captain, and 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 through that I had an opportunity to play. But uh, Cafu was not like uh, really vocal, but you know, he's a type of person. Person, you look at him and uh, you you have a huge respect to him. Because when you see his career, what he represents, he does not need to say much you know, for you to understand the whole type of person he, he is. And uh, through that, you know, everyone got a massive respect to him. And uh, the other day, well, you remember when we, we talked about my WhatsApp list? Yes. And, uh, Still the best yeah. of WhatsApp chat group ever. Like when, when he sent a message, you know, it's like, Oh, everyone, oh, it's the captain. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. That's so good. So was he... So, so was he but, yeah. um, Do you still feel like that? Captain. Yeah. It's, it's kind of similar but different, but I saw one of my old school teachers that was a school, and I kept still calling her Mrs. Such and Such. I was like, hi, Mrs. She goes, you know you can call me Jane now, don't you? I'm like, all right. But I still, it is kind of the same thing, isn't it? They're always going to be captain uh, things. So, so that means you believe that he kind of uh, was quite, obviously, very well respected. But what was his, can you give us an example of any, of any great or funny moments that happened what, that he kind of was in charge of? Kafu was like, um, he was, um, he's a very serious person. Now, of course, sometimes he makes some, some funny things, you know, talk about with the other guys, teasing them about, hey, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. I remember those, those stories, blah, something like this, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, he was always, you know, kind of a serious person. But he likes a lot, you know, to get involved when somebody else were, were talking, make some funny joking. And uh, he, he likes to, to sit next, sit next to, to, to the group and uh, listen to the stories and uh, laugh on, uh, in the end, uh, like uh, all of us, you know. Uh, he was the most serious person. So he likes and, uh, being sitting next to someone who's funny. Yeah, yeah. But it, this was like um, what we, we have done, especially in 2002, because um, I remember 
Normally at seven o'clock in the evening, we have the our dinner. But uh, after that we finish the, the meal, everyone stays there talking to each other until nine o'clock, 9.30. Two hours later, everyone is still there mm. talking, laughing. Cafe's going to It's bedtime. Hurry up. Stop talking. And then if we have any meeting with, with Scolari, show about the videos of uh, the opponent, something like that. But if you don't have anything, any activities, you know, for like video activities, something like this, we stay there and talk and have some fun. Mm-hmm. Good. Nice. So how, how, why do you think Scolari chose him? Well, as I said before, some people, they, they are not like uh, the official captain, but they are captain, you know, for their behavior. You know? People yeah. see them as a leader of the team, you know, without where they are burnt. Mm-hmm. And um, I think this is what, what qualifies him to be, to be the captain chosen by, by Scolari. Mm-hmm. That was, was a correct uh, decision. So does it mean, if you're captain, does it mean you're immune from any pranks? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so who, who pranked Kathy then? There's obviously a story here. Tell us a story. <laughs> Tell us a story of Kathy being pranked then. No, uh, I, I think it's more, at the beginning, the guys, you know, they, they didn't do much on him, but the Nielsen always try to, to get something out. The Nielsen... I'm Peter, and Gilson as well, Marcos, tried to say something on him, but he was very smart. No? He was in front of the other guys. Always one step ahead. Exactly. They, they, they could not catch him. Nice. That's a shame. Because he was in, was he in four World Cups? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Record. Well, how many were you in? Two? Who? You. Me? Three. Oh, that's not bad, is it? But did you ever did you ever play in the standing six aside though? No. No, there you go. <laughs> uh, I said, did you ever play for the standing six aside tournament? No. Well, there you go. You can't put that on your CV, can you? Of course. What? For me. Okay, well, do you know what? There's one next. There's one in the summer. Get your knee sorted, and we'll go and play in it. I'm gonna get my knee sorted. Yeah, maybe you go. Maybe you can go a goal. Um, so, um, Patrick Vieira, what yeah. sort of captain was he? Well, actually, here's a probably good question before you do that one. Do you, is there anything that these three captains that you mentioned? Is that because the whole team thought they were good captains or is it because you particularly thought they were a good captain because of you and your personality? You kind of, you um, respected them because of the way you play and what you think is important playing football. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think, um, listen, when um, this guy, you know, on this rule, their personality uh, talk to themselves. Sometimes they don't need to talk, but if the personality is good, Everyone understand that and understand the rule. And when they say something, they really mean that. Yeah. And everyone got the message, the right message. And um, by if the other players don't really understand that the captain, you know, is uh, the person that should be there, they don't pay much attention. It's simple as that, my opinion. This, these three guys, for me, you know, they have their way of uh, talk to, to everyone. Everyone got the message. Everyone understood. Everyone say, okay, he's right. But if everyone sense that something, something else needs to be said, they would say it. Uh-huh. But this not because they, let's say, uh, do not agree just to help out with another message. Maybe the captain cannot... The captain cannot see everything, cannot say, can miss some words or some something, mm-hmm. some things that can make a difference. But that's why you must uh, have uh, other leaders in the group. Mm-hmm. This is the importance of having other leaders, despite the fact that they can be like the, like the second captain, vice captain, 
have another one. Some clubs nowadays they appoint like three captains. They are the okay. first and third. Oh. And some some cases five. It depends, you know, how the manager think would be right. But for me, what's the reason they do it? Just because they identify who are the leaders of the teams. Just say, oh, you are the five captains, but because they are the leaders. You know, and then everyone understands, oh, this guy is the captain, okay. But for uh, for me, you know, just about understanding, oh, these are the main guys, they, can, they have to help out the captain, even though they are not the captain for a particular day. So do you think the person, the captain's, it's almost more important the captain's behaviour off the pitch than it is their behaviour on the pitch? It's, a, it's both things. I think. Both things for me. For example, when I, when I met Patrick Vieira and understood he was the captain, and the first impression you have of him, him and Luz especially, because they are massive guys. So this is quite scary guy. He <laughs> <laughs> used to say that as well. They must be really yeah. scary. Don't say, but you think about it, you know, it's quite scary, this captain, you know. But then you see their attitude on the field, on the training session. You know, the winning mentality, they, they are ready for every training session, training hard. And, um, but even sometimes when they were not, let's say, sometimes don't, don't train well, is, is normal for everyone. Some, sometimes you, you don't have like a good day. And, um, but everyone understand that and respect that because in, in general, they, they behave, you know, they're 100% and do the best of, uh, of them in the training, in the training sessions. I think this type of attitude, inside and outside, is a combination of uh, um, the person you want to have as a captain. Because mm, you can't have someone who's out in the newspapers all the time, getting drunk in nightclubs all the time, fighting all the time outside of bars. You can't have someone like that as a captain, because I guess they're representing not only the manager, but they're representing the club as well. So is there more pressure on you as a captain, because you are the first person, the captain, the player, the fans come to, the first person the players come to, the first person the manager comes to, the first person the press comes to. Is there more pressure on you? You have more attention. Somehow. More attention. You have more attention. That's why because uh, people see you in this role as uh, a main leader of, of this of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you don't uh, have a good behaviour Everyone done the attention on a negative way, you know, that trying to bring all the, the stories, uh, the, the bad stories. And this is not good. It's not good for, for the person itself because his uh, his images, the club's image, and also everyone, you know, say, oh, what captain do we have? You know, this example, we don't want to have him in the dressing room. It's not good. Can can cause a little bit of a uh, Let's say, um, uh, I'm gonna say, it can cause a little bit of uh, confusion in the dressing room, you know? Because uh, who had to follow? How to follow this guy who go out to make uh, yeah, respect? Right? You lose respect, mm. basically. Okay, cool. Anyway, back to the question we were talking about ages ago. The three managers that you respect or like working, playing with the most. Vieira, tell, about, tell us about Vieira as a, as a captain. Uh, Vieira was, um, before, you know, for me, before talk about the captain, he was, he is a very nice guy, nice person. You know, as I make kind of joke about him, his size, sometimes, you know, people feel intimidated of, of him. But when you start talk to him, you know, and he sees you as a person, he start laughing, you know, say something to him, he laughed. But he always up to, to help you uh, on the field and outside, you know, very good friend. And um, we had a very nice time together. Uh-huh. And, um, not only uh, in the, for, for the training session, but outside, you know, going out for dinner. And me, him, Edu, you know, the, the wives, and Robert Pires, and uh, Dennis Beckham. Few times, 
was really good because this was like uh, a part of uh, the friendship we create apart from, you know, different from our responsibilities. It was really important for us, you know, to carry on with our responsibilities. But he was, well, he was great. Everyone respected him a lot. First of all, because he's, you know, he's, the, he's my captain. Well, he's you definitely know. a leader on the pitch, wasn't he? Right. Was a real leader. Uh, sometimes he was like, he was on the field very tough. And uh, he stood up, you know, to, to defend the team, to defend the teammates. And um, this, uh, you know, the, the main example mm-hmm. uh, we had, you know, inside uh, the, the pitch. But also for the fans, it's, it's amazing when you have this personality. And the, Absolutely. The, the, our captain, our, this thing, our captain, you know, it's like he's going to be there, stand up, yeah. to get the result and push everyone else on his side. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned a couple of things about Vieira then. Was he almost better in, as an individual. So coming to talk to the individual players and say, look, it's going to be okay, giving them motivation, rather than talking in a big group, doing a big speech in the dressing room before kickoff or half-time. Was he better in sort of smaller groups or talking to you as an individual? Uh, he could do both things. Okay. Um, because he could do individual, but um, in the dressing room, he demands a lot from everyone. He trains mm. and he sees something wrong. He always say something, hey, come on, you know, I'm not doing right, hey, I need more from you. Mm-hmm. He never is scared of uh, say things or concern. He, he always did what uh, was right for the team, what he feel that uh, was important uh, on his role as a captain. But the good thing for him, because um, around him, the other players also have the same kind of mentality with the other guys, some some of them when they were not let's say doing you know their hundred percent because if you see our training session it was very hard everyone training their hundred percent in every game because we knew that for the weekend we face a tough opponent that's why you know uh, in his position yeah he was never concerned about talk to to anyone and uh, in the dressing room he has to to be hard on somebody else or in the group, he always says. Mm. Okay. So you mentioned something. Who was the worst trainer out of the Invincibles? Who's the laziest trainer out of the Invincibles? Well, not really the worst. Come on. Give us a hand. <laughs> well, it's some time, you know, the way Fred Lundberg arrived in the training ground. So, <laughs> that's not almost today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You had here first, Freddie Inberg, awful trainer. Yeah, I think he first. Okay, fair, fair enough. It's more worried about his hair. Yeah, he was okay. But when you see him at the beginning, you know, you see him kind of bit fall asleep, you know, sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, he is an amazing guy. He was, he was great. You know? I'm not I saying he's not a good person. I, I'm sure he's a lovely person. You're just saying he was a shit trainer. But at the beginning, when you see him, you know, so I don't think he's in a good mood. <laughs> Amazing. Love it. Um, there's also the story that I heard about Dennis Bergkamp. Is it true he didn't like flying? I never seen him. You never I didn't like Why? I never had the courage to ask him <laughs> why. You should have asked Vieira. Vieira could have asked him. Because <laughs> the rumor. No, I never asked. I think it's because of respect, you know? Yeah. I don't know exactly what went wrong, you know, because he decided not to fly anymore. I don't know exactly. So he didn't like to fly, you just don't know why? I don't know why. I know he does, does not like to fly, but I don't know why. And I never asked him. No. I never felt comfortable because I respect him it's so much. It's a personal much. thing, right? I don't know if it was a kind of trauma mm-hmm. he got, you know, but I didn't want to, to ask this personal question. No, no, of course not. Right, I wanted to know if it was true or not. I wanted to know if he used to not fly because he didn't play in Europe, did he? No. Did yeah, he? he? He did, but he traveled two days before the game. <laughs> in a car or a train. Yeah, he trained in the morning, for example, play, uh, let's say, Friday, uh, let's say, on Wednesday. On Monday after the train, he fly or, or he take the bus. Fly, yeah. <laughs> to, on Monday to play on, uh, on Wednesday. 
Amazing. Imagine that, just going down the motorway and seeing Dennis Burkamp driving past. He goes, oh, he's probably onto his game. Driving to his game in two days' time. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's funny, look, but it shows, goes to show footballers are real people. They have the real same anxieties, the real same phobias. Exactly. We shouldn't really be laughing. Well, it's quite funny, but we shouldn't really be laughing at someone about having a phobia. Like it's just, I think we're laughing because it's so incredible and someone such a top athlete who has such a normal phobia. It, make, it makes them seem, seem normal. Well, the difference from athletes, you know, a sports person, um, for people who see them from, from outside, from the TV, internet, you know, they, and sometimes they see a, a, a different kind of person, you know, for people. You know, they say, oh, this is a kind of, he's my hero. He's like kind of Superman. He does not, He's not afraid of anything because we, we go to, to the game and face a lot of challenge. And uh, we have to face a lot of challenge to be on the field. Many types of, you know, to play football, you know. And um, for this reason, people may think that we, we cannot have, like, a personal shoes, like phobia, anxiety, depression, and any other type. But... Uh, at the end of the day, people have to understand that we, as sports people, are a normal person, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. We have yeah. our personal issues, and uh, it's not always easy to deal with some, some things. Sometimes, some people need the help of a specialist, a psychologist, some, something like that. Or just get, a friend to talk to. Yeah, or friends, family. I think... Uh, when we have like, you know, we grew up on a very good environment, a safe environment, a health environment, this helps you a lot. But in football world, maybe not everyone understands that there is a lot of issues, how the football players grew up uh-huh. to become a football player. And some of them lost their parents. Some of them... I uh, grew up in a, a very bad environment. Uh-huh. They only heard about violence, uh-huh. uh, by crime, and they decide not to take this this road and turn their their attention football. Uh-huh. Football was like a salvation for them. Yeah, and it's kind of it's a route out from the situation that they're in at the moment. You quite often find that some of the best athletes have that determination, that drive. Because someone who comes from, say, a bit of a privileged background doesn't have that hunger to go and um, fight for something because they, everything's come quite natural to them. I'm not saying that that's the case in all the cases, but you can understand why someone who's lived in really bad poverty, for example, and they're now fighting for, for every, every day, fighting for something to eat. It's hard to understand that hunger if you come from a, a background where parents are still together, money wasn't a problem, you have a nice house, the air is nice, never got into trouble with the police. You can, it's yeah. hard for you to have that, that, that drive unless you come from that sort of situation. I'm not saying it's, it's impossible, but you can understand why people would have that drive from that situation. Exactly. I think everyone has to understand that um, inside uh, a sports person who win one everything, for example, there's a you know, a normal a person. Mm. You know, apart from the the, the sports person, mm-hmm. the, the person everyone see on TV on newspaper every week. But there's a person that uh, at some time they want just to be themselves, yeah. you know, to get uh, let's say original background and uh, enjoy family, uh, be natural and uh, have their own space. And uh, sometimes, you know, as we spoke about the problems, they have their own, their own problems as well and uh, try to solve them. Mm-hmm. There is a person inside, you know, uh, of, uh, of this, you know, considered hero for many of us in the world. Mm. Yeah, they are just people. You know, we're always people. Um, so can you give us an example or of Vieira doing a captain type of thing. So something funny or something you went, wow. I mean, maybe the tunnel incident at, at Highbury with the Man United. Is there any other stories like that you can tell? I think this, um, <laughs> I don't know what, two times on this tunnel incident. 
now we can laugh, you know. Mm. But um, then you understand what was uh, like the rivalry between those two teams. Also, as massive, massive. And then there was a, another incident at Old Trafford when he was sent off with uh, Nusseroy. Mm -hmm. The incident. I saw, do you know, that was on TV here uh, yes. two days ago. Have you seen this? Yeah. Was you were in a yellow kit, right? Yeah. Van Nistelrooy yeah. missed the penalty. Exactly. And then, you know, a lot of going on after the penalty with Martin Keown and the other players. Well, it's not, let's say, the best image, but it's about um, uh, the rivalry by the time, you know. We, from, from outside, we want to beat them. We want to keep our, our um, record. And um, we didn't want to lose, and they want to, to beat us. It's a type of rivalry. Mm. You can expect many things in you know, this kind of game. Sometimes, you know, was a big battle between Patrick and Raikin. And uh, in this game, particularly, you know, with uh, Nilsiroy, after the after that, you know, the, the penalty was a big incident. That is not the best for football, but you know, sometimes it's about uh, the moment the, the moments in the game yeah. that we lose. You know, this uh, the rivalry just show up. Mm -hmm. How strong was it? Mm -hmm. So what happened in the dressing room after that game? We were laughing. <laughs> Wait. Oh, we, we discussed about, about the problem, of course, but in the end of the day, we start laughing. But you know what was the good thing about good thing? I mean that during the week, I think Gauss, you know, we got some players suspended, we got a big fine from today. All the newspapers spoke very bad about Arsenal. Arsenal, we were the, the, the bad guys. Yeah. We were the bad guys, not the other guys. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My new players, but um, then we we during the week, you know, one of the guys I think was calling the physio. He received a, a picture that everyone from the guys involved in the incident, you know, with fun pictures. We always start and laugh and talk about the the situation, you know, and uh, and then the other day laugh because um, we understand when things calm down when you have this problem on the field. It's not the best example. This is not what we want to um, to be seen mm -hmm. by the, the fans, by the people. And um, we, we have to, to be in the best, let's say, um, uh, to deliver the best service of us in the field, you know, mm -hmm. to show the respect. At some time, you know, in this sport, you may react, you know, a bit on a different way as you normal, normal act during the day. Because it's about sports, about uh, winning the games, about the rivalry. But uh, during the week when we, we had this picture, we all end up and laugh and say, well, let's move on. And then, you know, show that uh, everyone who were fighting together, even though it was not like uh, the kind of fight we, we want. Yeah. I guess it's not, it's not, if you were in the marketing team for Arsenal, who's trying to show sponsorship of what a great club Arsenal is, they must have gone, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But if you were a fan for it, if you're an Arsenal fan, you're going, fuck yes, that's exactly what I want to see. And maybe the Arsenal team now need a bit more of that. Uh, the personalities of uh, that team shows their character. Mm. You know? Yeah, shows, you're um, angry fuckers. <laughs> you had to, let's say, which is not good, to fight on the field, you know. And on this way, everyone goes together. Mm -hmm. It's not the best example. I'll I I say it again. But we win together, lose together. Mm -hmm. We have to fight together on this way. We fight together. Mm -hmm. uh, so, seeing the example of uh, of Patrick many times on the pitch, you know, 
get yellow cards for some tough calls. This, let's say, some somehow uh, we understood that we have to be uh, strong in our challenge. We have to be ready for for every challenge and uh, to beat every opponent. Even though if we have to have like yellow cards, receive yellow cards, red cards, but at the end of the day, everyone have to stick together for the same goal. So do you almost say, so you're saying that sometimes you'll take a yellow card just to kind of motivate the team and get, get the team going, going, I'm going to put this shit tackle in and I'm going to get yellow card, but the effect that's going to have on the rest of the team and the stadium is going to be a positive impact. Not as I can get a yellow card to motivate. Sometimes you, you, let's say, may miss the time, then you get a yellow card. But the attitude of the player, you know, trying to get the ball back and um, this is... Um, because some, sometimes maybe the team was not doing, doing well and then, okay, oh, the game is on, you have to be sharp for it. But see the example of uh, some people, you know, they, when they have to run after the opponent and sometimes take yellow card and then you realize, come on, we have to do better, much better because see this guy, he's working hard, we have to, to have the same attitude. May I show that fight as well, isn't it? Fighting spirit is very important because mm-hmm. it's about language. If you don't have that, you know, the other team feels that and then they start to bully you on the field. Yeah. Okay. So again, so back to the other captain, Lucio. Very similar to Patrick in terms of... Um, Massive when you... and scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sometimes it does not, you know, relax. Oh, really? Frame. Sometimes he was like too much, you know, like a big dog, you know. There was, well, he was, he's a, he's a great guy. Too intense. And, right? Really intense, you mean? Yeah. He was, uh, he was very intense. And sometimes, you know, many times, very vocal. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the way he is, you know, his personality, and we understood that, we respect that. And um, the senior guys always try to help as well because at the end of the day, after the training session, everyone was really good friends. And uh, we have the same, the, the same goals, you know, the common goals of uh, winning the competition. Because when we are uh, playing for Brazil, we have to understand your position. You have to understand your responsibility. It's a massive responsibility. Mm. Everyone expect you to win. Everyone expect you to perform um, fantastic, and that's why you have to have these personalities to push the others. Otherwise, you know, it become too easy to play for Brazil. Cannot be yeah. too easy. You know, you have to have guys that say, "Come on, you are here, and then I need more from you." This what this you know this team we have. Even though we change some some player, the generation start to change, but the mentality was really important for everyone else. Having Lucian with his personality drive you know push the other guys to go in the same direction in terms of uh, achieving the same things. Nice. So he was sort of an, a similar personality to Vieira then. Yeah, very very similar. Sometimes sometimes more vocal. This year was a bit more crazy sometimes. <laughs> crazy. Tell it come. Give us one story. Give us one story about one of these captains other than being nuts and a funny story. Sorry. Give us a funny story about Lucio. Well, you got to give us one funny story about Vieira, Cafu, or Lucio. Funny story, man. Mm. Or a shocking story that we wouldn't have heard of before. Well, listen, there were other guys that have like something really funny you now because um, there was all of, all of these three guys, they were very, very serious, very demanding. And, uh, but, you know, there was one thing about Patrick, for example. There was one day he was, I don't know if he was feeling good, not in a good mood to train or something like that, you know. Yeah, seems like a little bit lazy in the training ground. <laughs> and uh, suddenly, Jens Lehmann shouted on him, Patrick, 
know, <laughs> and you're like, what's, he, what's going on with you? And he just looked back and didn't say anything. And then he asked them, I want you to run it more, but not run it now. Something like that, you know? Yeah. And then he just looked back at and said, oh, yeah. Shut up, you know, <laughs> leave me alone, shut up and stay quiet. I, this day, I think he was he was not in a good mood for training. No. And by Jens Lehmann was like this to everyone. You know? Really, just having to go, everyone. I remember when I said about the, the goalkeeping, the position they were in, and they could say everything, you know. Mm. When we talk about, okay, I, I would not choose a goalkeeper to be the captain, you know, but the position they are, they, they could see everything, you know, in the end, he was very vocal. And, yeah. um, I think we all yeah. know that. <laughs> <laughs> he was very vocal, and uh, this day, you know, he had this, this, this situation with uh, Patrick Vieira. But um, in the end of the day, we see all these things very, on a positive way, because um, um, despite the fact it was a training session, the winning mentality was there. This is what made uh, that team different from some other teams I have played and some other teams I have seen play football. So we come to the end of uh, the show, the role of uh, the captain. Next week, we are going to talk about Marul as a captain in Brazil's team. Great to have all of you with us. This is me and Team Chase. Talk again. Let's welcome us through. Take care. See you soon.